We got to switch the culture from the inside out. The love of God, what you get right now. My bro Enoch, he about to switch the culture all across the globe. So hold tight if you lost control. Brothers and sisters, we gon' switch the culture. Let me mix with vultures. Point you to the cross, let conviction sculpture. Uh, switch the culture, his will be done. The most high, let your kingdom come. Christ Jesus. Alright everybody, welcome back to Switch the Culture. We're here today. I'm very excited because we have somebody kind of setting the foundation, honestly, and pioneering uh, to be the first girl, the first woman of God on our show. And so let's welcome Diana. Hey, hey, thanks for having me. <laughs> so excited to be here. Yeah, it's it's good, man. And I, uh, I I thought about it. My mom hit me up, too, and was like, man, we got to get some ladies on the show. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I mean, it's great. You know, I got, we've had some great mighty men of God, right? But to to be to, to, to highlight some of the great uh, testimonies of, other, of, of the great women of God is also great. And so Diana's all the way from New Zealand, right? All the way on the other side of the world. Uh, and uh, I had the privilege to go uh, to New Zealand yeah, and that was uh, I don't know what was that three years ago now? Um, uh, two two years. Yeah, that was so yeah. amazing when you came through. Um, yeah, it was you were such a blessing for us and for the event, and it was just amazing having you there. So thanks again for that, Enoch. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Like it was it was fun. It was so fun. It was cool to see you and your element and see what you guys are doing there and what you've have done in the past has made an impact there been great yeah maybe we could just jump in at that that thing so that i went to auckland new zealand and for their event called street talk right and so maybe you could just share like like what what was what is street talk or like what ha, why why did you guys come up with that event the culture of hip-hop that came from the streets um mm -hmm. and you know with like in the culture there's a you know, we talk in a certain way, so there's that talk as well. That was something that Topes came up with, so... Okay, yeah. Also... Shout out to him, too, as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think what happened was he went to, like, a men's connect group, but he was the only one that showed up, and then he just started writing wow. down ideas, and then God just gave him, like, street talk. Yeah, it's just, like, you talk, but also when you dance, you're talking through the dance form. You know, yeah, and then there's like the, yeah. the emceeing bit. Um, you know, you're you're speaking, but in the different elements of hip hop culture, and also the streets is where you know it came from. And also at the time, I mean, he still does, but he's got a real heart for like people that are homeless. So that's also mm. another thing. We the first street talk was using hip hop, but it was also reaching like you know the people that are on the streets and raising kind of awareness about about that that's awesome yeah so it kind yeah, of evolved so it just escalated so the first one in 2015 was just like a little one like a busking thing and then the second one it ended up being an Altair square which is like it's like a big central square in the middle of Auckland city so it's kind of like a landmark and um so 10 years ago, when I just became Christian, um, God gave me a vision to run an event in, in Altair Square, and then it happened. 
Wow, that's so yeah. dope. Yeah, and also um, just rewinding back. So 2015 was also the year that I went to Philippines for a school of world missions. And yeah, I just, I left my job. I had like a really good job with the government, but I felt like God was really calling me to get out more with evangelism. So I went to Philippines, um, saved up and all that. And it was really amazing. So part of the School of World Missions there through my church is we had to write like a whole thesis and do research and actually choose a, a target group that we want to reach and write a three-year plan. So I just felt like, whoa, I've always been, you know, dancing. So that's kind of the community that I have a heart for. So I started to, yeah, so I wrote like a three-year plan. And part of that was running events and doing like weekly dance connect groups and doing discipleship. That's so cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah, so when I came back from Philippines in, like, September, I think, yeah, so, and then the following, yeah, we did Street Talk later that year in October, a little one, and then the following year it was, like, pretty big in, like, LT Square. Oh, some, oh, no, it was in Freiburg, and then the following year was in LT Square. So it's kind of, yeah, kind of just exponentially grown. Um, mm. We did have a two-year break. Um, so the last one we had was the one you came in 2018. But um, I'm yeah. praying again, like, street talk, the heart of it is God. So without, you know, I think right. sometimes life just happens and, like, I've been, you know, sure. my personal life, there's been stuff happening. So I just felt like, you know, I can't, I, like, ministry should come out of the overflow. So... I can't really force that. So I really need to reconnect more with my faith and more of God and allow him to open the right doors and give me the right vision and ideas um, to, to if I was to do it again. So I want to make sure it's done right with, um, with the gospel in mind because evangelism is something that's heavy on my heart. And it's like, how do I use this platform to share about God and, a way that's relevant to, you know, our culture in this day. Right. It's important. we got to speak the language of the people that we're reaching, you know. Yeah. yeah and that's why I, I love I, what you're yeah. doing with Switch the Culture. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I love Switch that. Switch the Culture. Because it's, yeah, it's, yeah, you're there to be salt and light. Um, mm. And, Yeah. <laughs> No, it's exciting. The Lord, the Lord really promised me that you know it's like it's kind of a twofold thing, you know, um, to to switch the culture is not not just to say, hey, okay, I'm I've realized my potential being in secular culture. I've realized my potential that I can bring the kingdom here. So I'll make that switch and you know represent the gospel through my craft in the secular. But it's also a, a secondary thing that it does is it also makes the switch to the church culture that has the expectation or a viewpoint on secular culture, right? Where I've seen a power in someone who's raised up through the secular be able to actually help the church in a sense or help build bridges back where it's like, hey, I'm switching the culture on you too, right? Because I'm, I'm, I'm switching your perspective on understanding how we do ministry because um, ministry is not a cookie cutter like everybody does it the same every church has to look the same you know and and i think there's there's churches out there that struggle 
and are basically trying to always reconstruct and rebuild their vision and reach, you know, change everything and, and, and trying to reach their community when the the reality is there might be someone who just has to come out, out of their community that says, hey, this is how we can do it because I speak the language and I've seen that. And I've seen that. I'm not just saying I think that. I've seen that happen in churches, especially community churches, inner city churches and churches that have a real vision and say, hey, we, we're a community church. We're, we want to reach our community. And then they they create this kind of like bubble. Uh, they build up the walls, you know, they build the church and then it becomes a, they actually don't do, they don't reach the community. You know, they say, let's do outreach and they have a very, it's a very like, let's, they don't really know how, you know, they're like, let's do, let's do it this way. And, you know, when the reality is a lot of those times I've seen it happen culturally where it's a pastor who's taken out of like, you know, another uh, covering or like a fellowship, whatever you want to call it, and they're planted somewhere and they're not even a part of that community at all. It's like they, they pastor that church and then they drive an hour away to go back home where they live, which is like not even in that area, you know. And so and again, I'm not picking on them. I'm not saying that that can't work. But I'm saying that there's there has to be a perspective shift in the leaders of the church. This is where I'm really going with my ministry. People are just starting to hear it now, but the Lord has really spoken to me that a big, uh, big part of the vision for Switch to Culture is to make that perspective shift on leader current leaders in the church because I I think these people who are switching the culture they need more fathers they need more spiritual mothers and fathers uh, to raise them up because they're zealous and they're out there sharing the gospel on the streets. They're out here doing events like street talk. They're out there doing these big things. But if they don't have that covering, they don't have real mentorship and stuff, they feel like they're doing it on their own. Um, it just, you know, you can get burnt out or you can quit or you can even lead people in the wrong direction. And so I just, I think that's a vital need right now that I, I, I kind of want to put out there as a challenge that Switch to Culture is going to aim to help provide leaders and build bridges and networks with more quality leaders that can say, hey, let's let's partner together because I want to speak the same language as you. And so that's that's been my heart. And so, yeah, man, like hip hop's awesome. You speak my language. How did how did you um, get into hip hop to begin with? Like you just vibed to the music and was like, I like this. Or like, how did you get introduced to hip hop? Yeah, I started off popping. Um, okay. So that's back cool. in 2005, I actually mm -hmm. dated someone that was a popper. That's how I got into it. Um, but yeah, um, got into popping, and then through popping, I got to because there wasn't a lot of poppers back then. Mm. So I'd be going to jams, and it's just me or another popper. But, you know, it's like <laughs> right, b boys. Yeah, the lonely popper. Yeah. Hey, but, I got one other friend. <laughs> it's like no popping jams. It's just B-boy jams, but then they'll be like me and this other popper. So through that, I got to know the B-boys. And then a few years later, 2000, oh, actually, my first crew, um, Boogie Hood Connection, it's B-boys, lockers, and poppers. And then I did like a, a female-only hip-hop tour around New Zealand. It was like a nation, nationwide tour. And that's when wow, I got exposed. Wow, that's dope. Yeah, that was 2008. I got exposed. Oh, so that was through um, B-girl Chic. She was like, you know, she was like my idol back then. She was, yeah, she's still amazing. Um, but so she did this like female all element hip hop tour around the North Island of New Zealand. And so I got to meet like 
Cool. I got to meet DJs and graffiti artists. So you just got, got yeah launched into the culture really. Yeah, and then because um, I I'm I'm a person that does things a hundred percent. Like it's I either do it or I don't. So if I so it's similar with my faith. So like with hip hop culture, like I when I got into it, like I got into a hundred percent. I did, you know, I started asking people. I started, you know going to everything and getting asking people to teach me doing research online about the history just trying to learn as much as I can and at around the same time so I got saved 2007 um um so that's when God kind of was speaking to me to I don't know I think it's something God gave me as well um because I remember strongly asking God to use me like I was like crying I was like like, just use me like I want to be used for your And then, yeah, he started using me. And a lot of it was through dance. Um, so, yeah, I was just doing that. Um, That's so good. Learning, yeah, just being a Christian. <laughs> but, you know, just mm-hmm. learning, like kind of being a baby. But at the same time, I was hungry. So I can, I think I learned a lot of things real fast. Let me ask you a question. Yeah, let me ask you a question. So when you were a Christian and you were getting into this stuff, did you feel... Like you had people in the church world and church as well that connected with you, or a church that kind of supported you in that, or do you, did you feel like that was those kind of were separate, like hip hop and then church were separate? Um, I was actually really blessed at the time. Um, it was Pastor Jarrett who was my my pastor because I got saved on campus, so he was the campus minister, okay. and yeah, yeah. he would like he would just throw me into things like he'd like he'll give me the mic and say, Diana, um sing and worship today or you know he'll just he because I was a baby Christian but he's he still used me even though like you know I was still learning he really believed yeah, in me. that's he good that's called me. discipleship <laughs> that's, and that's, I, that's yeah. how you should do it actually the girl that brought led me to Christ she she was you know um her name is Ola she was on her knees at the beginning of that year asking mm. God to send her someone so she could disciple that person and wow then, at the same time, I was actually, like, seeking God. I was asking questions like, God, you know, who are you? Are you real? And if you're real, what religion? You know, like, all these, because there was all these religions. Um, so I was seeking God, and then God made us meet. Just, um, I went to this free dinner thing. I didn't even know it was a church thing, and then she reached out to me. Um, mm-hmm. But she she was, like, you know, just, just the same, like, really believed in me. She, um... You know, just being a really good friend to me. Like, I never had that in my life. Um, yeah. Wow. That's good. And really speaking a lot of life into me. Mm. Like, if she texts me every day. She'd follow me up all the time. So we do, like, weekly Bible study. Um, that's awesome. That's kind of, yeah. I was really blessed to have good leaders, um, even though they're not in hip-hop, but they could see that sure. that was the gift that God had given me. So I had really good, um, really, really good teaching when I became Christian. So I'm, you know, that's yeah. really good foundations in me. Well, I know, I know a bit of your story. I don't know all of it. I know a bit. Would you, would you mind going even deeper into that? Cause like, just like your kind of BC days, like before Christ and then what, what made the change like to, like, I know you said you were seeking God and stuff like that, but, like... Yeah, I, well, I grew up in a non-Christian home. Um, mm. Immigrated to New Zealand when I was, like, seven. Couldn't speak English, you know. 
Where where were you from originally? Huh? China. Where were you from? Oh uh, yeah, that's right. Zhongguo. Huh? Zhongzhou. Yeah. yeah. Um, so right. like, represent. Represent. So yeah, just you know, like, I'm Chinese inside, man. I'm I'm a little <laughs> Chinese. I'm a chi- China Rican. Yeah, I so. I feel like close to you because it's like you know my culture, you know my language. I don't know. That makes me feel like closer. It's like you yes. get it. <laughs> Yeah, it's great that you have a heart for China. It's it's awesome. But um, anyways, um, yeah, sorry. Yeah, you moved. You, you immigrated to uh, New Zealand. Yeah, it's a bit of a rough start here because we were really poor, and you know, I grew up, mm. you know, having to look after myself a lot because um, my parents were busy and stuff. So I was home alone a lot, or I'd just be out with my dad while he worked. But I'd be riding like my bike all over, you know, just mm. making keeping myself entertained, like, on the streets. And, yeah, I had a bit of a, a rough upbringing. I'm sure my parents did their best, but it, it was um, not the easiest. So, at the, actually, I had to move out of home when I was 19. Um, wow. Yeah, so at the time – oh, actually, I was 19. My first boy, oh, my first proper boyfriend, the one that I kind of got exposed to popping through, yeah, he, like, cheated on me and – like broke up with me and I was like really really heartbroken and I was drinking all like I was drinking every day as well um wow. had to get I had to leave my I had to get out of my home it wasn't a safe place so um I was living yeah. in town it wasn't actually another it was a it was pretty dodgy the place I stayed in town but it was like the cheapest place I could mm-hmm. find but anyway um the yeah. night that I went clubbing by myself and I got real wasted. I got drunk, and I just fell over in the in the in the wow. floor. It was like a yeah. So um, I remember, like I couldn't even get up physically. I was like, you know, I didn't have, I didn't, yeah. I was just really depressed and stuff. Um, so I just asked, uh, I asked God if He's real and if He's real to help me. And also, I want to know. Yeah. Him. There was all these different religions, and um, yeah, so I was really seeking him, and then I just started praying to God. Like I didn't know who he is, I just prayed to God, and um, kind of reading the Bible and going to different churches, and then met this guy who's Mormon, and then went to his church, and stuff. you know, just like you know, really curious. You were seeking, right? Yeah, seeking. Yeah. And that's kind of. And then I had a lot of bad habits. Like I was a thief from a really young age because, you know, we didn't have a lot. So I had to, like, yeah. Yeah. So when I got saved, um, like, it took time, but God really convicted me, like, to stop stealing and my drinking stopped a lot and my swearing and, like, you know, just what well, the Bible said, um, be renewed by the transform- transforming of your mind. Uh, right. Renewing yeah. of your mind. So that really changed. Like, my life just totally changed because I was, I was real different back then. And I had, like, no... Oh, I was quite worldly, very worldly, I guess. Yeah, didn't you? I think I remember you... I don't know if I'm correct on this. You, like, mentioned stuff about some, like, dark stuff, too. It really was, like, messing with you. Um, it was, like, a bit of witchcraft, a bit of, like, divination and contacting spirits and stuff when I was in high school. And what attracted you to that? Like, why, 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 how did that come about? I have no idea. I was just drawn to it. And I remember I was yeah. drawn to, like, blood. And I would watch 
a lot of horror movies and I wish I was doing yeah. like yeah. art, but it was real demonic stuff. But I, Dark art. Yeah. yeah, I love seeing like blood and just real gory stuff. But then mm. it would haunt me as well. So I don't know. Wow. And I'll do like tarot card readings all the time. But then straight afterwards, my energy spiritually would be real like it just felt drained, felt drained yeah. and dark. Um, so I think going through that, I started getting, I had like sleep paralysis all the time. It was pretty scary. Um, wow. I felt this, I couldn't, I, I could see in the spirit there was this black thing on my back and it was just sucking life out of me. And um, I would just get a lot of demonic images in my mind all the time. Like when I meet people, I see image of them being like, killed and like just really wet weird stuff and wow. when i became christian that was happening but they prayed over me and then it stopped just a lot of things stopped like sleep paralysis heaps of stuff i got delivered wow. from a lot of things i had a I had a good friend of mine in china who i was close with and he he definitely dipped and dabbled in things because he honestly he was searching right. He's just trying to find what was truth, and um, he got pretty dark into a certain a, a specific type of occult and started seeing a lot of stuff and having even visitations in the night of things coming to him, and having full on like conversations with demonic stuff. And um, but he said something like I want to remember how he said it like. Whenever when he picked up the Bible or read the Bible, it would all stop. It was basically like a silence would fall upon him, and and so he just knew there was something special about the Bible. And then he got saved, and we baptized him, and he, uh, you know, he never, never, he said never bothered him again. It was just super cool to see the power of the light over darkness, you know. For sure, yeah. Like yeah. when you've seen the when you've delved in that sort of, you know, the kingdom of dark, like that stuff, you you know, if a dark mm-hmm. if that would exist, then there must be a you know, is there a God? Is there a good light? Is there a, right. so um yeah, cool. Yeah, thanks for sharing that too and being and vulnerable, you know. And um yeah, if anyone's out there listening that that's, might be searching as well, like just, you know, search the light. You know, God will shed his light on truth. You know, he will shed his light over the darkness to help you see the character, the God that he really is. You know, it's important. And I think the greatest revelation, manifestation of God that you can ever experience is just his love. You know, his unconditional love for you, his love, you know, it says love casts out fear, perfect love casts out fear. And I think that's that part of that process again. Like, that's cool too. You said that your sleeping stuff, you know, got healed and you were able to rest because that's one of the most powerful spiritual things you could do. I had insomnia for like years. And also, that was another wow. thing that, you know, God delivered me from. Like, Ever since I've been Christian, my sleep's been really good. Yeah. Like the, I get the odd, you know, sleep, but it's been pretty amazing. Also, I remember you doing a, a magazine before. You did that. Was that like a project or something? Yeah. After I came back from mission school in 2015, mm-hmm. um, I um, started studying again. I did my second degree 
So my first degree was in law and art, uh, law and Chinese conjuring. And then, like, I've always loved visual arts. So uh, when I came back, yeah. um, I was working part-time at the police call center and then I was studying full-time. My... So now I'm working actually in media and visual yeah. arts. So it's been, it's been good. I came to your Galleria showing thing, the video. Remember, we came and you had like a whole, you had a whole presentation. So that was my second year. So my last year of uni, mm -hmm. um, like I wanted, so we have a whole whole year to, you know, do like a final project. And I decided yeah, yeah. to do it on, you know, hip, hip hop culture. And I ended up like I wanted to do a zine, like a little magazine. But it ended up, I ended up interviewing like 40 people and it ended up being a lot bigger. Yeah, legit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I need to interview for the next Cause one. Because <laughs> you do everything at 100%, right? Yeah. Because you do everything at it with excellence. And so you're not just going to make a little magazine. You're going to make a dope magazine. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's. I always want to do more like, yeah. But anyways, it ended up being like 150 pages. And so um, wow. I just interviewed people from mainly New Zealand, different. Yeah. dancers, artists, musicians, and people that, you know, organized. Um, so there's a Back to Basics magazine in New Zealand that used, that was like the first kind of hip-hop magazine that came out in 2000 or something. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so I interviewed um, Sin, who started that up. Um, just just real key people. Uh, the, yeah. I managed to catch Mr. Wiggles at the airport, thanks to Zed and nice. I um, interviewed him. So he's in there too, and also obviously your brother, um, um, Relax from China. I went to China to interview him. So there's a few yeah. international. So you got some international flavor on it too. And I'm just working. Oh, that's that's dope. Dope. Yeah, just trying to get the second one out now. But it is a lot of work, and like I've been busy working. But um, there, there will be a second one. I just, just don't know when yet. I'm working on it. <laughs> That's powerful. I need to do, oh, yeah, I want to get you in it if you're free. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It'd be it'd be an honor. That'd be so super dope. Yeah, so cool. So that's great. Thanks for sharing your story and you know, kind of introduction into hip hop and where the Lord's brought you. You know, brought you from. And you know, it's cool to hear what you're doing now in this creative space. The Lord's put you in your work. You, you know the magazine just all these different kind of things you're involved with like i think god god is using you in mighty ways and there's so much more to come from that and so you know just from hearing your heart today of saying someone who's like very purpose-driven and a hard worker like um we know that just from hearing you like i also want to ask the question to kind of close up today with um like what encouraging word do you have for our listeners or something to kind of empower them? I don't know, just the, you know, that scripture, be the salt and light. And yeah. well, I just came from like a kind of Christian conference today and was it the scripture as well? Always be ready to, to, sh to explain your faith, but with grace and seasoned with salt. So, you know, mm. you don't want to be fighting and arguing, but, you know, just have that grace and, also, be salty as well. Yeah, <laughs> that's a negative term here, though. And like slang, like you be like, "Yo, that person's salty." Like, it's like they're like bitter or they're they're like salty. I guess be the salt and light. <laughs> but we could be a good salty. We could be salty. 
We're redeeming that word in slang. Like, yo, I'm salty, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm just feeling God's glory right now. I'm feeling something. Yeah. And just be encouraged to, like, you know, get out there. Like, Jesus went to the sinners. Like, you know, he went to the lowest mm-hmm. of the low. And he reached out to everyone. Yeah. Um, so I guess it's a good reminder for myself, too. Like, and I really need to, you know, get back into you know, more time with, like, God and into my word because that's, you know, we that's the main, that's, you know, if we don't spend time with God and we don't spend time praying and reading the word, then we're not really prepped to, you know, be effective. We, like, we need that time with God in order for everything else to flow. But, you know, we're all in this together. I, yeah. Um, and it's really great to walk alongside you and walk along other people um yeah who are just awesome and really love god genuinely thanks for sharing your heart today and um again i think it, it, it was a privilege uh to have you on the show and um yeah we got our sister from new zealand representing um for media and stuff with your visual art stuff, do you have like an Instagram page for people to see some of your artwork or a website or anything to direct people to? Uh, yeah, you can just go into nzstreettalk.com. Awesome. That's dope. Yeah, we'll, we'll put all that stuff in the link, man. Y'all go check it out and support my sister. Go see everything that's popping off in New Zealand. Thank you, brother. Yeah, thanks for being on the show today. Can I just quickly pray for everyone? Our listeners. Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. Cool. For sure. All right. Thank you, Lord, for this time. And God, I just lift up everyone listening to this podcast, including Enoch. Um, I pray for your mm-hmm. love and your truth and your grace um, to be upon us and to use us as your vessels and equipped us to um, be the salt and light of this world and to switch the culture for you, God to um, whatever community you put us in, whatever um, gifts, things you've got, whatever talents that you have given us, that we would be able to use those and also just help draw us closer to you, God, and to be intimate with you and to really hear from you and be guided by the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for for your sacrifice on the cross for us. I pray for everyone in Jesus' name. Amen.